You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today. So I am going to let her take it away and introduce herself and tell you where you can find her online. Hi, everyone. My name is Tara, and thank you for having me, Steph. So you can find me online. I am Dr. Tara Soleil pretty much everywhere uh, through social media, YouTube, my website. And so I am a yogi and a witch. So my spiritual path really started with yoga. And I kind of got into yoga, probably how most people get into it, just more for like a physical based practice. But when I did my yoga teacher training, I really found the spiritual side of it. Um, and it really connected with me as someone who kind of had been missing that side of myself, I guess, like I didn't really connect with you know, traditional religion, but I felt like I really wanted to connect spiritually. So yoga kind of did that for me. And as I started to dive into it, I was doing things like working with the elements through my practice and practicing with like seasonal changes, which is really similar to a lot of things that, right, we do in witchcraft. So after that, I kind of found, you know, the witchcraft path and it really fit with what I was doing. So now I really like combine both into my practice. So I use like my yoga practice to kind of fuel my witchcraft practice and they really just kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah. (laughs) I am very excited to chat with you. And I love that because yoga is never something that I have been able to really get into or (laughs) um, be good at because it's just like, there's, there's so much behind yoga, which is something that I really want to you know, start with yeah. and chat about that. There's a whole history of yoga. Um, and it's, For it's sure there's so much to learn <laughs> about it. So I would, I would love to start there and talk about even like what yoga is and like this sort of history behind it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, like, especially in the Western world, like we see yoga as people doing, you know, physical based practices. So, you know, they're exercising, they're stretching. And then we think, oh, well, that's what yoga is all about. But yoga, it's a very, very old practice. So originally, like BCE years when yoga, you know, first started, there was really no physical practice, it was really more about meditation. And it was really a way to connect with your inner self and as a way to so you kind of would bring your attention within to connect with something greater than you say, the universe, a higher power, your energy, whatever it is for you. And that was really the point of yoga. Like there was no physical practice. Like that's really a modern take on yoga. So if you go back to like the roots of yoga, like when it originated, it was really about meditating and about, you know, working with your breath. Like breath work was like a big thing too, like ways to help you really get into that meditative state. So this whole thing about yoga being physical is new and it's not that it's bad. I mean, I I practice yoga vinyasa style physical as well. It's just I think it's important to know that that's not where the practice originated, you know, so that's not, if you're not into that part of it, it doesn't mean you can't practice yoga. There's so many other ways to practice. Yeah. I find that very interesting because we do see that as a society today, we do see it as exercise. Yoga is another one on the list of classes that you can take. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of people focus on that as well. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I think you have to, you don't realize it, but so at least most yoga teachers, I would say 
even when you're doing a physical practice, usually they're, they are crafted very intentionally to work with your energy. So you might not realize it sometimes, but like a lot of it is like working with your energy, working with the chakras, even though like the teacher might not say it because a lot of people may be going to the class for more physical thing. And then we like scare people away, (laughs) not the witch community, but you know, you know, people who are not in this kind of world. So you don't realize that it really does go so much deeper than that. And that's just like one small layer of the practice. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So for somebody that, okay, let's, let's use me as a good example for this. (laughs) Like a total beginner. Yeah. But is interested in yoga and witchcraft combined. Where would I start? So you can, there's so many avenues you could take. I mean, in my opinion, like, so where I really see the overlap is, I don't know if you work with them stuff, but I feel like a lot of, you know, witches work with the chakras and drawing energy from those areas. So I feel like doing a yoga practice, like revolving around working with your chakras is a really good place to start. So I find it interesting because the chakras, I think they're in so many different spiritual avenues like even in like Reiki and stuff but like they actually come from like where yoga originated so like yoga originated from um really old texts called the Vedas I don't know if you've ever heard of them but they're like one of the oldest spiritual texts out there and that's where you originally see chakras and I'm sure we've modernized them like in modern day but that's where it originally comes from and it's actually a Sanskrit word that if you translate it it means wheel so wheel of energy And Sanskrit is the language that we use in yoga. Um, A lot of the poses are from the language of Sanskrit. So I think if you're a witch and getting into it, I feel like that aligns really well, like working with the chakras, like say you want to work with your root chakra and grounding, you could do a yoga flow that's about that. So it's not even like, okay, like I'm really trying to get a workout in here. You are moving your body and you're getting that benefit, but you're also doing poses that are like standing poses, getting low to the ground, things that are going to help you ground. So that's kind of my suggestion. I mean, I could go into more detail on it too, but I think that's a great place to start if you did want to do physical practice. Um, But otherwise just being open to what else is out there. Like, like I said, a lot of witches already are meditating. Meditation is a part of yoga, doing breath work, pranayama, mantra like repeating mantras that's a part of yoga so there's just so many avenues you could take and I feel like you really can explore and go deep into deep into the practice but to get started um yeah I would say like I think connecting your practice with the chakras which maybe sounds more complicated than it is for beginners but I think that's like a good way for witches to kind of connect the practice um yoga and witchcraft and do you think it's it's difficult <laughs> for beginners or is it so something there's that like I can so, sort of yeah, pick no, up? Yeah, I think you can pick it up and there's like so much on YouTube that you could like Google like a root chakra flow or things like that. Um, and just like a beginner flow, like connecting, you know, doing specific poses for that. Um, but yeah, I think even doing like just beginner flows, if you do want to do movement-based yoga, just to like kind of learn the poses a little bit, like the common ones that we do. But yeah, I think it is like pretty beginner friendly. Like you can make it as advanced as you want, you know? And to include sort of this like exercise and all of the poses, do you have to be particularly physically gifted or flexible in order to do that? No, not at all. There's so many ways to modify And it's really, yoga is about like honoring your body and where 
your body is at right now and what feels good for your body. So there's so many different ways you could do like a specific pose. Like you could see someone doing say a warrior two in like a really deep variation, but then just doing even like a slight bend in your knee. Right. And like working on opening your hips really slightly, like that's still warrior two. So there's so many ways you could modify. There's props you can use to modify. So you could really make it work for you and your body. And, you know, doing like a power yoga class that's like a little different because that might be like more advanced but just like even more like a gentle vinyasa flow like that's usually more beginner friendly so when you get into the sort of meditation that goes along with it Mm -hmm. it, especially in sort of a group setting how does that work what are you encouraged to sort of think about and what are you trying to get out of that you know hour that you're doing that for meditation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can meditate in so many different ways. The way I personally like to meditate, like is I usually will focus on my third eye, like area and really just focusing there. And that really helps like draw in and like helps me like expand like my intuition. So I feel like that's like a really good way to meditate. It depends like where you are in your meditation practice, right? Like if you're totally new to meditating, guided meditations usually are the easiest than just like sitting there listening to music, which you right. probably know. I think you meditate. So. <laughs> um, you're probably familiar with that. Like that could be like challenging. Like if you're just sitting there listening to music and trying to focus on your third eye and you've never meditated, like a guided meditation probably would be a better place to start. But the way you could kind of connect it, like if you go back to even like the chakras, like really focusing your attention on one of the areas, like one of the seven chakras that you want to work with. And then you could kind of integrate that into your witchcraft practice if you want as well. Like say you want to do a money spell or something to increase your confidence. So when you're doing your meditation, you're really focusing on your solar plexus and then you could draw the energy from your solar plexus for that spell or ritual or whatever you're doing, right? So you can kind of connect it that way. Um, and I wouldn't say like you have to meditate for an hour because like that's a really long time. I don't think, I think <laughs> the longest, I, I don't know how long you've done it. Like probably like four, 40 minutes maybe is the longest I've done. I mean, my typical, my own typical meditations are usually like 20 minutes. Um, if you can meditate for an hour, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, mine are, mine are short too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to sit there that long or even just find the time where, like quiet in your house for an hour you know (laughs) yeah there there's no way absolutely not (laughs) but yeah so and you could really start short so just remember that as well like it doesn't like even five minutes of starting to meditate like you're training your brain and your body to be able to get into that state and you could slowly build it up if somebody wants to then they're just getting started and you know mm-hmm. incorporating these how can they use yoga and meditation to sort of further that connection with the witchcraft side like you mentioned yeah so i mean i think they're just so closely related because really through our yoga practice where the real goal is to really connect like the mind body soul which they're always connected. Like you can't separate the connection, but kind of what I say is sometimes that connection gets blurry. And I feel like when you're not feeling connected, mind, body, soul, it's hard for your witchcraft, witchcraft practice, right. To kind of direct your energy where you want it to go. So through doing your yoga practice, you're really working on that alignment, which is going to help you be able to move your energy in the direction you want to go. Right. Or you want it to go. 
So I think that's probably like the best way. But like I said, there's not one way to, that's what I love about yoga. And it's really similar to witchcraft practice, right? There's not one specific path you have to take. There's not one specific practice you have to do. There's so many options. Like it's really finding what works for you. So in your yoga practice, right? What helps you find that mind, body, soul connection? Is it moving your body? Is it meditating? Is it doing a mantra practice? And like, same as your witchcraft practice, right? What, what helps you to direct your energy where you want to go? So I think finding what helps you get into that connected state the best, then that's going to help fuel it over into your witchcraft practice. I love that idea because I don't always include my physical body into my witchcraft as much as I think would benefit me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right, the better your body is feeling overall, the better your mind is feeling, right? And and vice versa. Like if your mind isn't in a good place, then usually you'll feel it somewhere in your physical body. So even just taking that time, right, to take the time to care for your physical body, it's going to help your your energy, right? Because like I said, they're all connected. We can't separate them. And it doesn't mean you have to be like doing these crazy workouts or whatever, but just like, you know, giving your body some movement through yoga. I mean, that's already a way to honor your body, right? And and start to help that part of the mind-body-soul connection. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because I always, yeah. I, I don't want to do anything you know, witchy related when I say you have a headache because yeah. I, I know that I'm not going to show up yeah. well for what I am doing. But then like when I'm feeling good and like my body is good, I sort of ignore the body aspect of it. I'm like, you know, it's just <laughs> <Right>. like subconsciously, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, my body feels great. Like I know that that's why I'm ready to do a spell, but I never intentionally connect my body with what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, we do that like as humans, I think like, yeah, we do, like, like I'm like, I'm a physical, I don't work as a physical therapist anymore, but like I have like went to physical therapy school and I worked for years. And like, that's what happens. Like even say like you've had back pain for like six months and you're doing your exercises and then all of a sudden it feels good. And then you just forget about them. You're like, Oh, well, my back's fine now. Like it's good. <laughs> it is crazy how quickly we adapt. Like yeah. when, I'm, when I'm sick and like I have a sinus, I'm like, I will never take it for granted again. Like breathing yeah, exactly. Like, and then when I'm better, I'm like, totally forgot about it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just human nature. So it's just like reminding ourselves, right. Like to take care of like, and the mind, right. Like if you're in a good mental state, you kind of like forget to do that like stuff that's going to help your mental health and it's just like remembering to take the time to care for like the mind and the body right even if it's just a little bit of time per day you know <laughs> yeah absolutely and so speaking of a little bit of time a day mm-hmm. do you do first of all do you practice yoga every day which I assume that you do but <laughs> um, do you so- Yes, because I I mean, I consider meditation part of yoga, right? So as we kind of talked about earlier, that that's really where yoga originated. So um, I at least will meditate every day, right? I definitely do not do a physical yoga practice every day. Um, You know, because you can overdo it for sure. I mean, it depends what you're doing, right? I mean, if you're doing a little light stretching, then um, doing a little bit every day, that's fine. But you're not going to want to do like an intense like physical yoga practice daily. But I do something in the yoga realm each day. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you do on the, you know, witchcraft side or connecting the two of them Mm -hmm. together um, regularly, whether that is daily, weekly, monthly, anything like that? Um, I mean, I just were, I mean, really to me, the biggest connection is my, is the chakras because 
Um, I do work with them a lot. I mean, especially third eye personally, like, like I said, when I meditate, I do a lot of third eye and that just like really carries over into like my witchcraft. So usually too, if I'm going to do something witchcraft related, unless it's something really like, I don't know, like simple doing like something quick, like in the kitchen or something like if I'm actually doing like something like a ritual or a bigger spell kind of thing, I will like meditate before to get myself into that state before I do it. So that's kind of like how I would connect the two. Um, but sometimes too, if I feel like also like, I mean, sometimes, I mean, even someone who is more advanced meditating, it can be hard sometimes to just sit there and get into a meditative state. So that's another way using a physical yoga practice could help. Like if you do want to do a spell, but you feel like you can't sit still right now, doing something like physical through yoga for like 10, 15 minutes can help you realign the energy and like get into that state and be ready to do your spell work. But yeah, I don't know if I have like something specifically I do every day that like connects that like specifically is the two of them, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Cause that leads into my next question then. Okay, cool. Uh, because I do get this question a lot from listeners is what do they do when they say that they cannot do meditation, that their mind can't focus even for a little while? How can they sort of incorporate this and build that skill? So if you can't meditate, I mean, I do think like, I don't, not everyone's going to meditate, but I do think it's important for everyone to take the time to be able to sit and be still. And that's not easy by any means. I'm not saying it's easy, but so if you can't meditate, doing something like some type of breath work could be a good way to, instead of you're just sitting there meditating, if you're doing a specific breath work, that's good. Or I really like mantra. And I mean, I guess you could say it is still a meditation, but in a way it's not. So like you're repeating a word or a phrase over and over again, and you could do it out loud. You could do it in your head. If you're someone that has a super hard time meditating, quieting the mind, and you feel comfortable, I would do it out loud because I think that really helps you focus and not get lost in the headspace and not let the thoughts kind of like run in the other direction. And if you do feel weird saying it out loud, I feel like once you do it a few times, you're like, oh, it's fine. Like, it just feels strange at first, but then it's like, okay, like, no, whatever, who cares what anyone thinks or whoever's at your house. So that would be my suggestion would be either to do breath work. And even if it's like, you know, a few minutes of just doing some deep, like belly breathing, like you could do that. Like, that's a good way to be like, um, doing something similar to meditation or doing mantra. Um, and then my last suggestion, if you really just don't want to sit still at all, would be to try some restorative yoga. So restorative yoga is like really, really passive yoga where you are moving into different positions, but you use a lot of props. It's really more relaxing, but you are moving your body more. So if you're someone who can't just sit there and you still want some of that movement, restorative yoga is kind of like a good, um, it's kind of similar to meditating in a way because you'll hold the poses for like say five minutes um, before you move to the next one. So you're kind of getting in that meditative state. So those would be my suggestions for anyone that is having trouble or is new to meditating. Great tips. Do you find that for beginners that that is something that comes up the most or is there a different struggle that I'm totally forgetting about? No, I mean, I think, I mean, meditating is not easy. I mean, it's I, not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like I love meditating now, but like for years I like could not meditate. Like 
I don't know. Like, I just thought I could not like, I just like from like mental health issues I have and stuff. I was like, Oh no, I would never be able to meditate. Cause like, I can't let my mind stop, whatever. And so I know how you feel, <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but there are ways, right. To like, kind of like get similar effects that a meditation would give you. That is not like specifically just like sitting there with your eyes closed, but yeah, it's like so difficult. Like it's almost more difficult than doing a physical practice. Like actually being able to get your mind to quiet is no easy task at all. <laughs> it, it's really not. It's no. it, it sounds like it when you are talking about it, you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. It's as, yeah. It doesn't sound like there's not like a lot of steps. It's not super complicated. You don't need a lot of tools. So you think that it's going to be easier than it actually ends up being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think so many, many people feel like that. And I don't think anyone just sits there the first time and is like able to meditate. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's probably not realistic. So it, it's a challenge for everyone. <laughs> well, I would love to talk about then something that you sort of are familiar with and specialize in and, and offer courses in, um, which is healing and specifically healing for chronic pain and chronic conditions, mm -hmm. because that has come up a lot in questions. Oh, of really? How can okay. I accomplish these things when I am dealing with X, Y, Z, that's, that's not going to go away. Like I have these yeah. whatever conditions and they won't go away. Can I still do any of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Cause I didn't even go that route, but yeah. So originally, like I said, I, I, I am a physical therapist and I used to see people with chronic pain all the time. And right. that's actually how I originally got into yoga was because I felt like people just needed something like more, but yeah, I won't go into the whole story, but yes. <laughs> um, yes, with chronic pain, right? It's something that is, we'll say, we'll say not going away, right? I mean, I still like to have everyone always keeping an open mind and like not saying, okay, it'll go away, but yes, like I can feel better, right? I can make improvements, like keeping that open mind. And that's how I originally started doing yoga because I felt like people who are dealing with chronic pain sometimes are just, like in the modern medical field, they're just like throwing things at them. And I don't know, they don't really like have the tools to like help themselves feel better, right? Without something external. So yoga really is about bringing your awareness inward, right? And working to find that like self-healing. And the self-healing doesn't mean that the chronic pain has to go away, but it's finding the healing to right? one, hopefully decrease the pain, but to just be able to kind of approach your life in a different way, right? As instead of having chronic pain as being something that is defining you, right? And what like, oh, like I have chronic pain or I am chronic pain. It's like, okay, well, this is part of my journey and it's one of my challenges, but I could still, you know, achieve what I want to do. And yoga kind of helps you kind of, um, I think really see that and really just open your mind to that healing. And it really opens that, that door, like kind of like we were talking about the mind, body, soul, because so much of what is in our modern medicine, it's all focused on healing your body. Right. But even though something is going on with your body, the mind's going to be affected too. And there's no way you could deal with chronic pain, especially if you're someone who's had it for years and years and that it's not going to affect the mind as well. Right. So really working on that mind body connection and helping the mind heal will really help the body heal as well. So I hope that answers your question. I don't know. <laughs> it, no, it does. Cause I, I don't think it's talked about enough or focused on enough, yeah. like you said, with modern medicine, because doctors really want in the 
the Western world really want to fix the body. They want to prescribe something to fix the physical symptoms. Yeah. But they don't always make that connection with the mind side of it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm all for it. And I'm not against modern medicine by any means. I think both, you know, I think we do need to look at the body, but we we have to look at both. That's more what I'm saying is we can't forget about that other piece, you know, and a lot of times it is forgotten about in more of this Western kind of culture. So yoga kind of reminds us and it can, you know, you can really find healing along the way in whatever way that looks for you, you know? Yeah, I I completely agree. I've said this on the podcast before, but my dad was a doctor. He's a pediatrician here uh-huh. in the United States, but he was born and raised in India. Yeah. So he always had best of both worlds, but it worked out really well because um, he saw teenagers here in America dealing with depression. So yeah. that was like a great sort of upbringing for him to be able to help them because yeah. it's not just about getting you know, the right doctors and the right medications to balance things. But it, it really is about figuring out other lifestyle factors that can improve the mindset and not just fix the physical body. Yeah. I mean, of course. And it just like, it goes so hand in hand, mental health and, and dealing with pain. I mean, if anyone has dealt with depression, I mean, usually your body feels pretty shitty, you know, <laughs> when your mind is in that kind of state and, you know, vice versa, like when your body's in that state, your mind's not going to be feeling good. That's why you have to look at both. I think a lot of people turn to witchcraft for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not finding the answers that they want elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And witchcraft is like a good, good place for that. Yeah. Cause you really get, you start to like feel into that connection. Right. And feeling into energy and realizing that we're more than the, you know, not even, we didn't even go into that, but we're more than the mind and body, right. Our energy, which is what we work with. So you know, that's what witchcraft I think is really great for. Cause I think when you connect with your energy, then you don't feel so like, attached like to what's going on with your mind and body right right yeah <laughs> no I, I I think a lot of people use witchcraft for that healing journey yeah I think a lot of us turn to witchcraft because there was some sort of issue going on <laughs> yeah. no for sure I mean that's how like originally like yoga like I was originally just like using it like as like a supplement to working as like a physical therapist and I didn't have chronic pain, but just mental health things I was dealing with. And it helped me so much. And like, I could see like, if I found witchcraft before yoga, like how it would have helped me like in the same way, you know? Yeah. I love that they all work together. Yeah. Yeah. Another tool to take care of yourself. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think it's definitely an interesting, you know, route to go because I don't think you know, most, most people will do sort of like one or the other, but they don't understand like putting them together. So I'm really glad that you were here to chat today about sort of making everything. I think, (laughs) I think more yogis out there like are like witches, but maybe just like, I mean, even on mine, like my like social media and stuff, I really focus more on the yoga, but like, cause like, it's interesting. Like you'll have like a lot of teachers do like, and I was doing like, you'll do yoga practices for like, you know, summer solstice, full equinox, like all these things that like (laughs) witches are doing and we're connecting with the elements. We're doing a yoga flow to connect with the water element. So it's just like, even if they're not defining it, it's just like so similar. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're a witch. You may not, you may not say that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're doing witchcraft, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So if someone were interested in heading down this path and incorporating yoga into, you know, with their witchcraft practice, yeah. um, 
you, what sort of things do you in particular offer? Um, so I, I mean, I'm kind of like rebranding right now. So most of my stuff is focused around like chronic pain, like the pre, like all my pre-made courses. But if you do, are suffering from chronic pain, I do have like a self-paced course you could do um, that will guide you through like how to use yoga if you are dealing with chronic pain. I also do have like um, a set of like seven guided meditations that will kind of help you with just self-healing in general. Um, and then I do take private clients for like an eight week intensive course to really work on if you're work wanting to use yoga to help with healing. Um, but if you're just looking for more, just like general information, like I post on YouTube, I do YouTube videos that are like educational on this kind of stuff. So you could always like check that out as well. <laughs> and it's, it's totally fine to do it virtually. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it depends where you're at, like how you feel, like if you are, um, like needing more guidance, you know, like it's hard to say, um, it, it depends where you're at, I guess, in doing your physical practice, but yeah, I, you don't particularly need that one-on-one -on -one unless you feel like, okay, I really don't know how to do these poses. Like then maybe like, like one session or something could be something that's beneficial for you to just kind of learn the basics, but yes, you can do it on your own. <laughs> Sure. Okay, I mean, sir. you offer uh, like great information on your YouTube channel, like, oh, thank morning, you. Morning yoga. Like that's like, I mean, like 10 minute videos are my jam. So yeah, like, right. Cause like, it's just like finding the time and, you know, just like something that's 10 minutes, then it's like, okay, I can do this as opposed to like a whole hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I do think if somebody were just starting out and they stumbled across an hour long yoga video, they would be instantly like overwhelmed. Yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't recommend that. Like if you're, you know, if you're new to doing these kinds of movements and a physical based practice, you wouldn't want to start with, you know, an hour, you want to like gradually allow your body to, you know, get used to doing these kinds of movements in this practice. Do you have any resources that you recommend for people who want to maybe read about it or like learn the history before they dive in? Um, so if you want to do, if you want to learn about history, um, it's called the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. So that's like going to go into like really like the history of yoga. So that's like one of like the main like yoga texts and it's very old and it will it's translated into English obviously it wasn't written in English so it will give you like what the sutra was in Sanskrit and then it translated to English and then it gives you like an idea of like how to like kind of incorporate it into your life so that's a good way I think that's probably the best source for like history um even I don't know if you've heard of the Bhagavad Gita that's more a little more on the spiritual side, but it is like, you know, a lot of yoga teachers will read that because it really does relate to like the principles of yoga. So those two, I guess, like history wise are, are the two I would recommend. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Look into that. And listeners, as always, everything will be linked over at whichwednesdays.com in the show notes. So I will help you find all of these <laughs> resources. So before we wrap up, I would love to ask you the final question of do you have any advice to offer that you haven't already <laughs> for anyone looking to start or grow their witchcraft or possibly yoga practice this year? Um, I mean, I think it's just like, I, I'm someone who likes to explore and learn about different things and see what fits. So I think just keeping yourself open 
and exploring different areas, whether it's yoga, like, okay, let me try out mantra. Let me see how I like meditation or restorative and seeing if that fits kind of same as witchcraft, right? Like instead of just being like, oh, I'm a kitchen witch, like, let me see what I think about, like, you know, more the green witchcraft path or whatever it is. So just keeping yourself open, exploring, seeing what works for you, and then, you know, letting that stick and just being open to change, like it can always change, which I, I know you always say that. So <laughs> you always I let do. your listeners, they can change. <laughs> you know, I, I say that all the time. And it's always like, do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> I always feel like I'm so set in my ways and I like don't like change, but I'm like, but change is great. So, you know, everybody else. Do yeah. It. it depends what's changed. Like I'm good at like in my practice, I like to explore and change, but you know, it depends what it is. Like other stuff in life I could, you know, it's not as easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's great advice though, because it is all about, you know, being open to things at least to try to grow that's the way we grow and change is keeping an open mind yeah definitely well thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your expertise I really appreciate your time oh thank you so much for having me (laughs) and listeners that is everything that I have for this week and again I will have everything linked so if you have any further questions or need to check out the website I will have all of that information for you and I will see you next week Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market need even more subscribe to patreon and youtube for exclusive bonus content order a themed witchcraft box every month through witch wednesdays on etsy be sure to follow on instagram at witch wednesdays podcast find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.